hi there. Thank you so much for checking out Living Well While Living Online. I will be your hosting guide and my name is Tammy Riley. I work as the Director of Fitness and Wellbeing at Quinnipiac University and I've been in the fitness and wellness industry for the past 26 years. Now before we dive into any more about this podcast, I want you to just understand that you don't have to live your life completely online to benefit from the conversations that we're going to have. I promise there are tips and tricks and insights that will benefit all of us to living a better life, whether we're Um, predominantly online or whether we're out in the trenches doing the work. Self-care is so important and that will be the crux of our conversation with all of our guests regardless of where they're coming from. I have been in the fitness and wellness industry for the past 25 years. I thought it would be important to take you on a little overview and give you some insight as to where this podcast came about and some intentions that I have or direction or just a general idea of what you're tuning into. So please bear with me while I share a little bit about myself, my previous life, and what you can expect from this as we move forward on this journey together. So I didn't necessarily set out to have a podcast um, about being online. (laughs) My life is definitely not something that I would say I lived online, although I am pretty versed and savvy with, with working in a global world right now. From the opportunities that I have and the companies that I work for, I work as a fitness professional for some uh, fitness education companies, I have a global community. And reaching out to my teammates, my friends, the people I've met has always been something that's important to me. So being online is really important in the way we connect, whether it's with our social media, sending out a newsletter, or connecting on WhatsApp and Facebook calls. Those have definitely been things that I have been doing over the last few years. So I don't wanna come across as a naive online person. I don't wanna give you the wrong impression, but definitely my world was very physical as a trainer, as a fitness professional, as someone who loves working with people, that is so important to me. The connection, the energy, the exchange, the share, it's its really what I would say makes up the essence of what I love to do, right? So wellness encompasses so many things. Fitness encompasses so many things. The common junction of all that, the, the me in the middle is really the sociologist in me. It's the people. I love to understand a culture. I love to uh, see someone have a goal and and help them achieve it. And I love to see the reaction and the feedback as they grow stronger and as they make discoveries about their own body. So I really, when when all of this hit and, and our life started to move and shift online, I instantly had to do something for myself to to stay true to who I was, right? We had no idea. We hear world is moving online, university, everyone's going home, no one's coming back. We really didn't have any idea of what we were in store for back in mid-March when all of this hit. But somehow instinctually, I knew that I needed to do something that was going to be positive for myself and and to continue in in this in a, in a life in the way that makes sense for me. And, and that's my routine. And so... I instinctually set my alarm, just like I always did, got up and moved. That was the first thing I did, moving every day. So 
it was so easy to look at that point in life and as things were changing and to stay in bed, to be like, well, I guess it's vacation. I have a meeting at 11, but I could really work out at lunchtime, <laughs> right? We could really sort of talk ourselves out of things very easily. But I got up early. I set my alarm still between 5.30 and 6.30 in the morning, got my workout in, moved, did something for me before I sat down or stood up because I'm a laptop stander all day long, um, before I got on the computer and before I had to have all of these interactions, which again, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, that's a whole other piece for me is that online living and how you react. What I was noticing as I started to create this routine is, is that although there was a lot of different challenges, although I did feel a lot of fatigue and burnout, there were things that were working for me and that I'm going to say kept me from really completely derailing. There definitely were days that they were like a roller coaster for me. You sit in wonderment, you're in a fog, you have no idea what's really happening. But that morning routine was super important combined with my bedtime. <laughs> Those who know me, I have a bedtime. Don't tell anyone. It's usually by 930, sometimes before. But in order for me to get the right amount of sleep, to get up and move and not feel tired and sluggish, and then to produce in my day, I need to go to bed at a certain time. So again, I was observing that many people were pulling the plug on bedtimes and alarm clocks. They were living online and you could do things at any time, right? As long as you're getting your job done. For me, that wasn't going to work, right? I needed something that fell, and I'm going to put it in air quotes, normal. I hate to say that because at this point, we don't even know what normal is anymore, but it made me feel like things were moving forward in a way that I was familiar with. And that is one of the things that I did 25 years ago for myself, right? When I started my fitness career was to make time for myself. And oh God, I am just so thrilled that it was something that instinctually happened for me because without it, I don't think I would be here having this opportunity to do a podcast or to feel confident and, and good about myself. Um, so again, routine for me was the first and probably the most important piece of me getting through my online shift and everything that was happening out there. As far as the podcast goes, I was asked to do a few different workshops online with students or, you know, meditation workshops things that I normally would do on campus. And I was hearing a lot of different struggles that people were having. I was opening the floor up to listening to how other people were relating and dealing, what they were thinking, what they were doing, what they were feeling, how it was impacting them or their family. And really this title kept jumping out at me that, that living well while living online is possible, right? It, it is a way. It doesn't look the same for all of us. But there is a way for all of this to come together in a way that's going to make sense for all of us. So that's where the podcast name sort of was birthed. And some of what's happened in this world of being online, working from your kitchen table, being distracted by the hummingbirds that come by, not knowing, you know, is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? Is you tend to ruminate and chew on things maybe a little longer than you should. So right away as all this was happening in March, 
the idea popped in my head. I knew I was interested in this podcast and it took me a really long time to chew on this whole idea before I felt confident to let it manifest. So although this is not a new idea, it is something that I now have jumped into with both feet as, as I like to do things. And the whole idea of this rumination was, was also something super new for me. I'm not a person who's wishy-washy. I know what I want. If someone comes in and says, Hey, you have to change the color of your light fixtures and the lighting they'll give and the paint on your, their wall, I can make a decision in a day. I, I don't need to take months to decide. So this idea was was something that I struggled with. Why was I feeling this uncertainty, this apprehension? It was something completely new to me. What I love about that is that's an opportunity for me to grow. Again, as I sat there and, and felt badly about myself and why can't I even move forward with this? Here is this great platform. It doesn't take a whole lot of backlog. There's a team to help me. Oh, and why am I dragging my feet, right? So there is learning around it all. And and this is what's really important is that it really has reminded me that we are always a student every day. And my actions and reactions are usually my greatest teacher. So don't get me wrong. I had a lot of the ups and downs that everyone did throughout the course of the last few months. There were some weeks where I felt like I was crushing everything. I could get online. I could focus on a project. I could be excited in a meeting. I could almost feel like I was with real people in person, in connection, shaking their hand and giving them that hug. And then there were days where I just felt like my soul was being sucked out of my body, right? That, that's really all I can equate it to. Days where I felt heavy inside of myself, energetically, physically. It was really interesting to kind of ride this wave. The thing that really is important for me to think about is the idea of permission. And that's what we're going to come back to a lot with this podcast. When we speak with different people and we look at their strategies and we look at things that changed in their life and how they reacted and then then responded to the reaction and reflected on that, permission is going to come up often. One of the greatest things that I could have done for myself as far as self-care and health and wellness was this idea of permission. And again, it was instinctual. I was feeling really down. I would look at someone being a complete rock star on the internet, producing classes, jumping online and gathering a community and producing things that looked professional. They were perky, they looked excited, they didn't look tired, they didn't look drained, and they didn't look like they wanted to see your face on a screen. They made it seem like you were right there with them. And I thought, oh my God, why can't I be like that person? What is wrong with me? And then I had to take a step back and give myself permission to not be there. And when I reflected on that, it was, it was just a wow factor. Like, you're right. I wake up and I see these social media lives, whether it's an influencer or people that I know. I have colleagues who have done the most amazing things, right? But it's okay if I haven't. And it's okay if I'm not producing my life's greatest work, right? I would feel pressure to write a book, 
I'm so not a writer. Create poetry. Oh my gosh, that's not really something I've ever done or even think that I can do. Um, to start a yoga school, which is something I thought about my own 200 hour training to create my own fitness program, right? There were days where I felt this enormous pressure to produce, to perform with a big smile on my face and to sugarcoat it out to the world and to make it seem like I was perfect. And being able to say, it's okay, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses or whoever else was out there was one of the greatest gifts that I actually gave to myself during this time. And so certainly life isn't easy, but things have gotten better, right? We tend to settle. I mean, that's one of the greatest things about us. We are adaptable, survival of the fittest. Life goes online. We kick and scream. We hate it. We put up the defenses. We want to fight it. And then at some point we realize, wow, I'm, I'm kind of owning this. I'm right now the boss of my online world. I've got these Zoom meetings down. I can create little breakout rooms inside. I'm sharing my screen. I am screenshotting things and sending people pictures, things that I never thought possible. And those are important skills. I think what I'm seeing is that although we know we want more human connection and we definitely want more freedom or at least the opportunity to choose that, right? To be with someone or to be in public, we always, we want to be in control of that. But we know now that there's so many opportunities that we are giving to people that maybe we couldn't reach in that physical space together. So I think a lot of this online learning and these tools are going to stay. I know for me as a fitness professional, there are definitely things that I am now rethinking of how I offer them, um, the multitude of platforms, right? That really the necessity of hybrid learning and, and production. So yeah, so permission is going to be a common thread for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. So a couple other things that are going to be important. I want to make sure that we're reminding ourselves that within our wellness wheel, right? And so wellness has seven dimensions. It's not just, are you moving today in physical? And that's certainly something that I pay attention to every day. What you put in your body, your nutrition, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, right? We know that piece of that tangible, that physical. And those are things that we often can control. So they're a great first step at our wellness. But there's also things like our social wellness, right? Surrounding ourselves with people that make us feel good, that make us strive to be better than we thought we could, right? That that bring out the best in us. So reevaluating our circles, whether that's the people we let in our bubble or whether that's the people we engage in in our Zoom happy hours and, and Zoom chats and Zoom games. We have economic wellness, which again, for many of us is definitely out of whack. We have occupational wellness. Oh my goodness, things are changing and shifting. We might feel a little uncertain. We might've been thriving in our profession because we know all the ins and outs. And now we have this whole new way of learning and doing and growing. We have spiritual wellness. Hmm. For a lot of people, this has been an opportunity to take a step back and to check in. So Again, many dimensions, they, I certainly didn't read them all. But what we have to do is, is look at this whole wheel, right? And the idea is that the wheel can spin and turn. And, and why does that do that? It means it's fluid. 
if it was the wheel of your bike or the wheel of your car, you wouldn't want one part flat because you wouldn't really get very far. But whether it's in a pandemic or regular life, it's really hard to keep that wheel a perfect circle. And in fact, I want you to remove the word perfect. That circle is always going to have a spot that feels a little flat and deflated. Just the other day, I had to go out and give my tire some air. My front right tire needed some air. Well, it was still rolling and moving, but if I didn't put some care and attention into it soon, it was going to get flat. It was going to be compromised and I would be stuck on the side of the road. So that is what we need to keep in mind with our own wellness wheel, that there are going to be things that we're better at at certain times and that need more attention at certain times. So if, for example, myself, I'm getting up, I'm moving, I've got the exercise down, I fit that in my life, I'm feeling good. Okay, so I don't need to put too much more attention into that because I'm already nailing it. But what does need more attention in my life? What can I help control? Because honestly, there will be things at certain times that we cannot control. So being able to ebb and flow with this circle, this wheel, is going to be important, especially in moments like this, when we're feeling crisis, when we're feeling lack of control, when we're feeling uncertainty. So I'm always going to defer you to go back to what can you control in the moment How can you take action and focus your energy where you can help yourself? And this is important because it's how it keeps you from derailing, right? That roller coaster is going to exist, whether we're in confinement and containment or whether we're living life as we want to live. We can get derailed very easily by the smallest of things. So it is my hope in bringing some of these special guests to you that they're going to be a reminder of things that maybe get derailed and how they get on track, of signs that they notice that helped keep them in check, and of strategies and ways that they put themselves into survival mode to succeed and to keep the course. Allowing you to perhaps get some tools and tricks, that's my goal. There is not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to wellness or when it comes to living in this moment online in wellness. There's no prescription and there's no manual that I can hand you that's going to work exactly for you. So as we explore, it's trial and error. It's you hearing something and giving it a try in your own way. So there are things that I hope are going to inspire you and keep you on course And also to remind you that we are all feeling the struggles, right? Just because somebody looks like they have got it all together doesn't mean it wasn't a fight to make it look like that in that moment. So I am hoping that my guests will be able to shed some insight for you and to give you some things to chew on to maybe help you live a better version of yourself. And again, within that is the idea of permission And then my other big saying is meeting yourself where you are, right? And that was another thing for me as I looked online with some people that were just, I mean, I could rattle off a thousand names of the people that I thought were so incredibly brilliant and I'm in awestruck of, but I'm not that person. And I didn't have some of the skills that they had online and my brain wasn't ready. So I really had to take a step back and say, I can't do that but what can I do 
to maybe make myself feel like I'm moving in the right direction. So again, we want to be open to all possibilities and opportunities that might come our way. And we want to make sure that we're being a little kinder and a little more gentler to ourselves as we navigate this uncharted territory. So when I say there's no manual or prescription for wellness, that is certainly true. But 100%, there's no strategy for how we survive at this crazy time. When we keep hearing numbers go up and numbers go down and it's greater, making our bubble a little bit bigger and then having to retreat and go back. Do I send my kid to school? Do I go into work? Right? There's lots of things that we are going back and forth on every day. So we need to really be a little more gentle with ourselves at this time as we're trying to navigate some of the things that we are dealing with that we never had to look at before. Okay, so selfishly, and when you're doing a podcast and it's your idea, you can be selfish a little bit. I have lined up some amazing interviews for you with some guests that I am so excited to have on. And, and the selfish part is they're people I know. They're people that I are, admire and am inspired by in different ways. And it actually is making me want to cry just hearing, thinking about them. Um, just people that kept me going. Woo. Okay. So, um, yeah, just seeing a post or knowing that they were going through a struggle and seeing how they were able to handle it with grace or to see them not handle it well, but to rally from that. So there are people that I want to talk to, that I want to have conversation with, that I miss in my life, or maybe don't get to spend a ton of time with in other capacities. And just really, I'm excited to catch up, to hear their insight, and to be able to share that with all of you. So I apologize (laughs) that I've picked my list of people. And that's what we'll start out with, right? Who knows if this podcast will stay on the air, if it's something of interest. Um, And I'm happy to take suggestions and ideas if you have some amazing people to send my way, because I certainly love meeting new people. But Yeah, I I hope you bear with me. Um, Some of us will have some inside jokes. We've had history together. But in general, it's a conversation, right? It's going to be a conversation on what was your life like? And how are you navigating the ups and downs now? Do you feel like you have it in control? And if not, like, what do you do to survive that piece? Because again, just because my guests are coming on and I'm hoping you're inspired doesn't mean that they got it 100% right either. So we're going to connect with people because that is what feeds my soul. It's another thing that I thought I could do to move in the in the right direction of having more connection in my life. I mean, I definitely did a lot of the same things that all of you did right away. I mean, who did not have a Zoom family group every week where your grandma got on and someone had to figure out how to tell her to use it. Um, We met with our work colleagues after work. I met with my girlfriends. We would have Zoom happy hour at night. We actually started playing the game Psych, which was super fun. 
in my spinning world, my girls, oh, my people, my heart, my soul, we started meeting once a week early in the morning because we're on five different time zones or six different time zones. We tried to find a spot that was sort of neutral and manageable for all of us. We got on the bike and rode together. We shared songs and we just made it through, right? We just made each other laugh. And then when we decided we were really not into riding and trying to talk at the same time, we skipped the riding and we just talked. And it was so rewarding and it was so um, important for me to hear what everyone was doing around the world, right? So, so when I, it wasn't just what's happening in the U.S. These were my my friends. I mean, you'll meet a few of them along the way, but Ecuador, my dear friend in Bali via Australia, right? We had Fetty popping in from France and someone from the U.K. and Jamaica, all the way to Canada, right? All over. So it was that weekly connection that just reminded me of how big this was, but also how it was really connecting us in a way that we had never been connected before, right? And to hear their strategies. Obviously, everybody um, all over the world has been dealing with this. So it was really important for me to have those connections. And that is one of the things that for sure helped me through. Right. Hearing some things. And we always hear stories where we think, whoo, at least I don't have that going on. And it makes us feel better. Right. Uh, and then one of the other things that was super helpful. So I've grown children. And when this hit, my daughter, who has a life in Boston, was home. So she stayed. And oh, my God, it was a gift from up above right? To get to have some time with her back in the house. And my husband was working, he's in the restaurant business. So things were crazy. I know you wouldn't think he would be working, but there was a lot to do and a lot going on. And there's a bunch of restaurants. So he was all over the place. And so having my daughter here and, and forming the routine together was really important. And I'm not going to share too much because I'm going to have her on as a guest, my special guest. Um, but it was, a treasure. <laughs> I mean, I would have never had that otherwise. Right. And so I had her back for about three months and it was super fun. And it was also a, a reminder for me, right. Uh, when you live by yourself or when you're going through these things by yourself, you all know it's, you have this one, one view and one sidedness. So it was really important for me to have the connection with her and the interaction so that I could have different perspective on what she was going through, on what she was seeing me go through, and on what we were seeing happen outside of our own little space. So I had some really impactful connections throughout this that helped keep me going. And I'm looking at this, um, this podcast and the connection with these people as the next piece of that. Right. And so we will still for a while be doing Zoom meetings. And although I do see some of my friends and we've tried to be good about meeting outside and stay six feet apart, um, you know, we'll we'll still be Zooming. Um, our life isn't going to change back overnight. And, you know, maybe it is that reminder, my girlfriends, as I said, my global community, that we need to connect more and, and, and have that weekly important call because those were the people I wasn't going to see every day. So lots to think about, lots to ruminate on. And this is where we're heading in this podcast. So I thank you for sticking around for this long introduction. I am always happy to answer any questions. And in the podcast notes, you're going to find information on my guests each week, how you can connect with them if there was something you needed to connect on, how to gather information, maybe it's websites or opportunities that they have. 
And then just if you have general feedback about the podcast or need to connect with me through Quinnipiac University. So please come back next week. I have some very exciting guests lined up. We will be dropping one podcast a week. I am so grateful that you are here listening and that I can reach out and connect with you. And I was looking for a tagline for the end. And you know, it's hard to narrow things down. And so I have this list and I've been going back and forth. And so, you know, the list is going to be my tagline. (laughs) I hope you don't mind. So my friends, until next week, stay committed to your self-care. Keep doing you. Live your best life in the moment. Stay true to yourself and make time for you. Until next week. Peace, my friends. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with Living Well While Living Online. I'm Tammy Riley, your host and the Director of Fitness and Wellbeing at Quinnipiac University. I'd like to also extend a thank you to Scott Holmes for his theme music as well as David DeRose, the producer of this podcast. Living Well While Living Online is a production of the QU Podcast Studio. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can also listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well, at QU Podcasts. And you can always feel free to send us an email. And the email address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. Please be sure to visit me next week as I interview Judy Naka and Mary Ellen Kelly, two local educators and dear friends of mine. I am super excited for them to be able to share our conversation with you on how teachers have been navigating through all of this new technology and learning, and at the same time, balance their own mental and physical well-being. It is an opportunity for you to learn some self-care tips and strategies for sure. Until then, breathe deep, be intentional, and become your best friend. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you.